All right, everybody. Here we are, July twenty seventh. It is Tuesday. Tuesday, health, wellness, and selfishness. Yes, ma'am. Still uh, broadcasting remotely and uh, actually having a good time of it. This is getting easier instead of harder. Uh, the whole studio thing. Uh, who who needs a studio anymore, right? <laughs> People who click their pens, probably. Oh, that's right. I forgot to out you on that. Uh, this is a funny side story to start our Tuesday for the listeners who, if they go back into archive about four or five episodes ago, I was editing audio. My audio was clean, but Michelle's had some feedback that sounded like electronic interference. There was right before she would speak, there'd be like a consecutive click, 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 and then she would speak and then click, click, click afterwards. <laughs> and then while I'm speaking, there were these, you know, intermittent clicks, but they were in a sequence and a specific pattern every time. So I'm like, there must be some weird interference on Michelle's side because it wasn't on my audio, it was on her audio. And I'm used to having the dual audio because of the studio combined our mics. So I could isolate the fact that it was on Michelle's end. And I started going in and manually scrubbing it out and erasing it. And I'm like, God, what is that? And I didn't made, make any mention of it. And then I had my headphones on and it was turned up. And I'm like, damn, if that doesn't sound like the clicking of a pen. And even though we're on Zoom, I don't see Michelle's left hand. She must have had a pen in her hand. And then I'm like, I send her a text. I'm like, hey, by any chance, were you, did you have a pen? Were you like clicking a pen? And she's like, oh my God, I must have been. Yes, and I was. There's there's one episode where it's overlapping during her talking, so you, I couldn't erase it. So if you're curious, and it's like an Easter egg now, listen back <laughs> on a few episodes ago, probably like three or four episodes ago, and you'll hear this click 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 click, and that is not electronic interference. It is Michelle clicking away with her pen. So nervously th- clicking away. No more pens allowed on broadcast. My left hand <laughs> is now taped together. <laughs> Shall we get started? Let's do it on the idea of selfishness. Let's do it. (laughs) Health, wellness, and selfishness at its finest. The beautiful power of temporary illness. The gift of unconditional shutdown is priceless. Not seeing it that way and missing the opportunity? We fix that. Again, like I said, I knew that because this was such a monumental, impactual event for me being sick, and it was more, way, far more positivity came from this experience than negativity. I wanted to spotlight so many different things about the eventuality of someone being sidelined or being sick. How many, how many people drill down this much on a sickness? I feel like there's a lesson within the lessons here. It's powerful. You know what's funny about that, Michelle, and the reason why I just felt like I needed to recap was that you're right. It is different. It is unorthodox. And I, I'm fearing that people are like, Jesus, when are they going to get over this whole sick thing? Well, no, we're going to milk it for everything that it was worth because there were so many lessons learned in this process. And today's a great example. And, and as you just said, not many people do. What they want to do is get, get the behind them. They, they actually use that terminology. Let's get this illness behind me and move on. It's like, no, bro, you're missing the wonderfulness of the details within the event. Most people don't see the process. 
They see life in general as, as an event rather than a process. There was a process involved here and so many key things that took place that like you said, most people are just gonna ignore it and just keep moving forward. No, that's actually not moving forward paradoxically. Isn't that interesting? You're actually stagnating. Right, so let me ask a poll question. How many people have ever responded when someone asks the question, ooh, I heard you were sick, how, how are you doing, how was it? Well, let me tell you what I've learned through having the flu. Have you ever heard that response? That I'll would be like a what, one percenter. Yeah, it wasn't easy, but you know the lessons I learned were A, B, and C. Never. It never happens. Or let me let me flip the script a little bit and put people on the defensive. If someone were to open up and say, let me tell you what I learned when I was sick, how open were you to <laughs> hearing it? Right? I, I think I would be fascinated. You are because you're you're part of the Red Cat movement. You get it. You're the evolved. You're the the awoken child most people and I, I picture this right you get this old I, I don't know why he's Jewish in my head but he's got the you got this Jewish grandpa well let me tell you about the time I had diphtheria and I learned a whole big lesson and then the room just clears right <laughs> <laughs> except for you and me we're like yes uh, yeah I was gonna say posturing with our our folded hands under our chin and leaning into it and we're the only ones actually gaining any any wisdom throughout the process. But the, then again, that's why we have careers in spreading the wisdom of the elderly, because we're the only ones that seem to be friggin' listening. So as if as if I needed to preface this, being sick a, a week ago now, it forced me to shut the engines down. And that is incredibly important and a gift because I was moving along at a pretty good clip and missing a whole lot that was in front of me, when you get shut down and you are just at a full stop, you have no choice but to see what is now in front of you. And I've gotta tell you, I've made some of the most incredibly life-changing decisions in these types of moments. And it got to the point where, for instance, I, I had, and it's not that much different. Let me just say this. The full stop coming from sickness is something that is, is going to happen to you. The choice that you make to go to full stop would be something like a vacation. So I had these moments where I would go on vacation and people would be terrified because I had this reputation of not coming back after vacation or putting my two weeks notice in after vacation. Well, why is that? Because I had the epiphany that I was in the wrong place in the wrong time and it was time to move on. I remember one, I remember switching careers. I was in the dreaded field of headhunting and recruiting in, in the sales industry and realized while it was a decent income, that I didn't like myself and I didn't like the industry, I didn't like the people I was representing and I didn't like the businesses that I was sending these people to. And I recognized, wow, I'm really only doing this for the money. Who, who, who can thrive in an environment like that? Not me. Because I actually have a, an, a feeling that I need to produce something for a quality of life for other people and this was not it. So once your mind quiets, you, you're able to have those revelations or the clarity of mind. Exactly. It's like, it's like the old talking head song. 
this isn't my beautiful wife. <laughs> How did I get go by. here? Yeah, exactly. How did I get here? That is legit. And I think about that that song a lot because I, I had that David Byrne moment where I'm like, I'm I'm on a cruise ship and, and it's legit. I, I kid you not, naked to the world. My sister and I are fanatics of being naked and we were naked in Tahiti and it's symbolic, but it's also a an analogy. I was completely bearing all to the world and I'm laying there and she's quizzing me about my job. And the more I talked about it, the more I realized I fucking hated it. <laughs> oh. I was trying to, to give her the sense because I was trying to make her feel like I'm happy trying to give her this false sense that oh yeah i'm really happy in my career and she's like no you're not i can hear it and i'm like damn you're right and it was at that point that i realized number one people were taking pictures of us and number two <laughs> that i needed to go back and recalibrate and i i went back without another job lined up and i said i'm out that can be uh one of the scariest things in life yeah but it was also meant to be obviously you know, leading leading me to the career that I'm in now. And, you know, 25 years later, very satisfied with my choice. And now, again, here I am at that same pivotal point of, okay, I had to hit full stop to realize and, and affirm something that I'd already considered, which is I'm done with this career now too. And I'm now into David 2.0. Mm-hmm. So these these moments are precious. And if you're just like, no, let's NyQuil the shit out of this and get out of here and, and get to the other side and continue on, you're missing the lesson. The universe puts these things in your path for a reason. If you think it's only just a bump in the road to get over, you have completely missed the point of being sick. Oh, my God, people, wake up. Why, again, I say this all the time. I think we're going to have to just make a friggin' T-shirt out of it and get it over with. Why is this so hard? <laughs> Why do people not see this? This seems so deliberate to me if you just observe, right? Yeah, it seems so easy. It does. So since people need a little bit of a boost and they need a little bit of exercising this concept, Michelle, I can't help but hear the school bell going off in the background. What do you have for our listeners for homework today? I love that you went through it for us and you gave us the lessons on the other side that many of us have never realized. But during the shutdown mode, are we able to listen and observe what the lesson is teaching us at that moment? And I, I love the thought of taking that illness next time, the next time you get sick and use it as a teaching and try to glean the lesson you're learning at that moment instead of saying, being uh, the victim of, oh, I was so sick, poor me, feel sorry for me. I love the challenge of finding the lesson in your next illness or the next time you're sidelined. I love that. That is, I mean, that is verbatim what I'm saying. And mm -hmm. Yeah, it's I, pretty I, simple. I can't help but also think about the fact that that applies across so many different things. Uh, so you know, many. The, what's the why? What's the why behind the what? Most people don't think that there's a why involved in most things that occur. Why, why was I late today? And then you roll up on an accident that just happened. It's so like, true. oh, okay. Well, now I see what the universe had in store for me. Or 
the day that I was in my near fatal car accident. What was that about? Mm-hmm. That ultimately, and this is going to sound insane, that accident was the affirmation that my marriage was over. Oh, sure. With everything that transpired after that, it like was a hammer to your head. Like, hello, wake up now. This is what needs to happen. It was an absolute gift. It was clarity. It was clarity. And it was the pivotal moment that needed to happen. Otherwise, I would have just been dragging along unhappy. This was the final straw. I was like, wow, there it was. Finally, something tangible to say that there's nothing left here. And this is funny. I mean, this is obviously nothing new. This is, you know, stoic practice says nothing is good and nothing is bad. It's our perception of what happened. I swear to God, I am Marcus Aurelius reincarnated. Yes. it's Isn't so... it weird how we think exactly alike? That's exactly it. You, you're, you're given something that has absolutely no tenor to it. You put the tenor to it. It's you, 100% you. And that's the fascinating thing about humanity. You give two people the same experience, they'll walk away most likely with two very different perspectives on the same experience. Mm-hmm. That's a gift. It's a real gift. Buddhism too has 800, you know, 800,000 stories of that too. Nothing is good or nothing is bad and nothing is bad. Exactly. These are incredible meditations as well. There was that, there was that silence. I'm going to leave that in there. Oftentimes <laughs> I pull the silence out. I'm going to leave that in there because it's indicative of the fact that we both went somewhere else. Yes, it <laughs> Immediately. is. Immediately. Yeah. Very, uh, it was a very pensive moment. Yeah. Contemplative for sure. Mm-hmm. I astroplaned out and came back real quick because I realized we were on the air. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, dead air. So Michelle, what was your mic drop moment? It was such a good reminder when you said shutting down of the engines and forcing your body and mind to be quiet for just a second. Got to do it. Got to do it. And not the, I'm going to go sit in bed and watch TV. Uh, that's not shutting down. That's, that's not, shutting off. That, right. No, that's being numb. Yeah. And, and you're not, nothing's penetrating that. That's, that, you know, Netflix and chill. I, I can't stand that. I can't stand that. It's. It's basically people becoming dormant and wasting precious time. I don't get it. So true. I don't get it. But at any rate, our workshops definitely incorporate these exercises. And when you come out, boy, you, you, you swear you're a different person. And hopefully that's a good thing. But I think most people (laughs) need to be a different person. Absolutely. We, we, we can't be constantly shedding our skin and finding that same blue leisure suit underneath. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Such a sign of the times. Absolutely. Let's let these poor guys get back to work. Send them out. (laughs) Get out there and fly that kite. Yako key. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's gift of the day. Check back tomorrow for another gift from your friends at the Red Kite Movement.